Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. Where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. Happy Saturday, everyone, and thanks for joining us for another exciting show. We try to bring to you news you can use, things that will impact your lives, make you happier, make you healthier, and we do that through this exciting dialogue called Coffee Talk with Soy. Now, generally, our show is a 30-minute segment, but today, however, folks, we have a treat for you. So the extension of the show, there will be more dialogue, and you'll hear from some brothers who are in the cafe with us. Brother to Brother is that segment, and they'll be talking about, um, their title today is Checkmate. So they'll be talking about the direction, leadership, or lack thereof of men managing their household. So stay tuned for the Brother to Brother segment right after Coffee Talk with Soy. Our title uh, today is Holding Space in Your Life. And so I, I know that sometimes I am, um, I tend to be known as a thinker, right? I think a lot. Uh, sometimes people say I overanalyze, and I get really emotional when I hear that. But I, I think a lot. I ponder, as I like to say. And uh, there are a lot of things going on in my head. So I invite you to visit what's going on in your head as we listen to Amanda Hope, who's going to be our speaker uh, in, the, in the studio with me today. We're going to share some things about uh, her concepts about what's holding space in your head. Now, while you wait for Amanda, let me bring on the co-host, um, the man who helped me make this happen, Mr. Brandon B. Good morning, B. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning. What up? I'm very, very excited to be here. I am actually, so if you guys hear background noise, I have to apologize a bit, but not really. Uh, I am actually in Miami, and I'm enjoying it. So I took time from the beach to make sure that I was here hanging out with you guys and uh, have this awesome chit-chat with my girl, Soy. Are you jealous yet, Soy? No, I'm not jealous yet. I'm not jealous yet because you know I I I get out, I get around, and you know oh. what? I have I have mastered vacationing at home. Do, do you huh. understand what that means? Vacationing vacation at, at home. home. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's there, an there, art there it is, it is. And first you've got to recognize your surroundings. You've got to recognize what you have in your surroundings and, and find those peaceful places in your home that you can go to to relax. You know, so don't be stressed, folks. If you can't get to Miami, you can't get to Costa Rica, and you can't even get down the street. But there are some places in your home that you can retreat to, healthy, happy places that you like. And you have to disinvite the rest of your family. Now, this don't work when the family is in the room with you. So if, if you have a back porch, 
even sometimes you can transition your room. I love candles. Light, light your candles. Have the kids step out. Sometimes your spouse has to step out. But we, you got to remember to, to take care of yourself and find those little peaceful places that give you what you need because you, 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 we must rejuvenate somehow. That, that makes a lot of sense. So with that rejuvenation, you know, you're allowing to put some of that energy and some of that attention back into yourself. I like that. That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You like that? Ah. I do. Vacation you like that. I like that. Ah. Does that, count, like is that, that. Is that a stake? Does that count as a staycation? Oh, you know, I was looking for the word. Yeah, staycation, staycation. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, staycation. That that's what it is. We just branded that staycation. Let's do Stay it. Stay at home, but do it. Yeah. So let, let's see. Let's see what Amanda thinks about that. Amanda, come come on. Let's, let's open up Amanda's mic and and bring her in. Uh, Amanda, what do you think about staycation? Is that possible? Uh, it's definitely possible. Um, I prefer even better the mm. idea <laughs> the idea of taking care of yourself every day and sort of making it a lifestyle to have yourself be really balanced and um, relaxed as much as you can every day, and then sort of going through your day in a in a more you know balanced state where you can whatever happens throughout the day then you can sort of handle it better um, when you when you do something every day, whether you get up and meditate or, you know, you do your candles or whatever you do, um, when you kind of have that practice like you're talking about um, and you do it every day, it's not so much a vacation as people think of it like, oh, it's something different you have to go do. Um, it's actually just sort of a life practice. And then the vacations can be the extra kind of frosting on the cake on top of that. Mm-hmm. So wait. So Amanda says that I'm doing it right. I just need to do it more often. Is, is that is that is that what I heard? I'm doing it right, but I need to do it more often. <laughs> well, what happens is you end up not needing as many vacations when you keep doing what you're doing, but do it more often. Yes, and then you still do need vacations, but you won't need them as often because life will seem more balanced, and you'll mm. feel more refreshed every day. So, so why do people take vacations? If, if, if I could do this at home and be balanced, why, why leave the area? What, what, what's the point? Exploring. It's, it's the human way. You want to, you know, explore and uh, just get different scenery for a while, and and uh, you know, open, open, expand your your environment and your awareness and your mind, and and it does take you away from your daily routine for a little bit, which is always good. That's, you know, a recharge and a reset too, but it's it's different than what, you know, society tends to use it as. We use it as we burn ourselves out, you know, doing everything way too much and, and not taking care of ourselves, and then we have to go take that vacation, and then sometimes we come back and, you know, it all starts again, and it doesn't feel like anything ever happened. So it's if you're doing what you're doing and you keep doing that and you do it more often and then you take the vacation on top of that, then it feels a little bit sweeter and less like so bad, and then it gets taken from you when it's over. Oh, I like the sweeter part. I, I like the sweeter. Yeah, I, I like the sweeter. So, so Brandon, did you hear uh, what Amanda shared about uh, life and and vacationing and, and having balance beforehand? Because she, she mentioned that if we're unbalanced and we're working, you know how we grind. You're working, working, working. Oh, I got to get away, get away. You get away, you come back. And sometimes people feel like, oh, I need another vacation. So did, did you process what Amanda said? I did. I did. 
Uh, and, you know, I wish I could disagree with this one, but um, for right now, we're on the same page. I definitely agree with that. Uh, one thing that I've been kind of coached into doing is taking more vacation. So I like to explore, like she said. I, I love to explore. I like to go to new places. I like to see and experience new cultures. But what I like to do is what I'm doing now is taking more mini vacations. So instead of taking all 80 hours of vacation time at the end of the year, I'll take weekends and take a Friday and a Monday off, and then I'll have, I'll be able to do more of that, you know. And so uh, that right there gets to recharge my battery throughout the year as well. So I kind of like that idea as, as well. But um, I'll be incorporating more of my weekend staycations as well, you know, going to the pool. I like grilling out at the pool. Um, you know, I like just kicking it and tanning. So that's something that I definitely need to work on more as well. But, you know, just enjoying that time off, you know. So, Amanda, we're, we're glad to have you uh, on the show. Amanda is an author, life coach, a wisdom seeker. She holds a doctrine in holistic health, holistic life coaching, a master's in divinity of metaphysics, and various certificates and other holistic Models. She takes us on a journey through her book, and her book is titled Holding Space. So, Amanda, at this time, tell the audience a little bit about the purpose of your book. Sure. What's the message? Sure. Um, the reason I wrote the book, there are, there are two reasons I wrote the book. One of them is to define the term holding space. It's something that is, um, I suppose, a relatively new term. It gets, it gets tossed around in the um, coaching, personal growth, and, and therapy fields, um, but even in those fields, it hasn't really been uh, well-defined. It's just kind of a term that gets thrown around, so the, the first reason I wrote it is to define what it was, and, and I'll get to that in a second. And then the second part, uh, reason why I wrote it was to help people learn to honor themselves for holding that space. So what what it is, is holding space is sort of creating an energetic container of allowing so that whatever needs to come out of that space can come out of it organically without us trying to force it or solve it or fix it. Um, You know, I can give you an example. You can hold space for all different things. You can hold space for yourself. You can hold space for other people. You can hold space for situations. You can do it professionally. So just an easy um, example is if you're holding space for somebody else, you know, maybe they're coming to you with um, something that's bothering them or something, and rather than, you know, jumping in and trying to solve it for them or fix it for them, you're just sort of offering your your presence um, to them and maybe listening so that whatever they need to find out of there and whatever um, their lesson is or their, their gold um, in that situation can kind of come out rather than, I know our, our culture too is sort of a, a problem fixing culture, I like to call it, where, oh, there's a problem, we have to fix it immediately. Um, and not everything always needs to be fixed. And sometimes the answer isn't there immediately. And it, it needs a little bit of time to organically show itself as to what the right answer is. Because if we force it, sometimes we can end up with an answer that wasn't right or we didn't want. Whereas if we would have, you know, sort of waited and watched, um, the right answer would have come forth and it would have been more fulfilling for everyone. So, um, so that is sort of a um, description and definition. And then the reason that I want people to honor themselves for it is because, you know, you, you two were talking about 
all the doing, you know, of the regular day and getting away from that doing. So holding space is a being energy mm. where you're not, you're not actively doing something. And, it, you know, again, to our culture, sometimes if you're not actively doing something, it looks like you're not being productive or you're not contributing anything. But that being energy um, actually takes a lot of energy and can wipe you out as much as the doing. Um, you know, a, an example of that is sometimes people say, well, you know, I was at work in the office and, and I'm home and I'm just, I'm wiped out. And, you know, someone who maybe does construction says, well, how can you be wiped out? You weren't lifting heavy things all day or whatever. But right. there were a lot of different things going going on, you know, um, in the mind and the emotions and the, you know, problem solving and things like that, that, needed to have space held for them because, you know, maybe they didn't have an answer immediately. Maybe there was a, a problem or explosion, you know, of things and, and somebody had to sort of facilitate, you know, how to get through that. Um, so, you know, that's just, like I said, one example, that's not, you know, of course the, the only way we hold space, but that's just an easy example. Um, and so what I, what I want people to do is to, you know, understand the definition understand that it takes a lot of energy to do it and, and get away from the culture of we have to do, 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 or we're not, you know, worth anything or we're not being productive. That that being energy where, you know, so I was talking about, you know, lighting the candle and sitting in that room by yourself, that's being energy. And, and that is helping to hold space for things that need to be worked out. Just that being energy where we, where we stop and we just sort of, you know, be with ourselves and be with our energy. Um, and then the, I guess the other part is to then teach people how to hold the space, um, you know, while honoring their boundaries and, you know, showing up in ways that aren't uh, sort of sucking them dry of, of their energy while they're doing it because it does that's, have so much energy. So That's that's right. I like that, Amanda, actually. Um, and, and I have a question about that. Um, okay. <clears throat> so you said – so there was, two, there was two elements that you said. You said that being energy – and um, creating boundaries, and you also mentioned, like, you gave an example about work. So because mm-hmm. work, let's just start with that one, because work will have to uh, hold a place in our minds and in our spirits and in our just everything about us, how, how do you set boundaries with work and you and your space, and how do you control those boundaries? Because that's one of those necessary placeholders, right, work or, or, or let's just say family you have to have that. So how do you how do you safely and securely set mm-hmm. that boundary, but also you know heal yourself and protect yourself and so on and so forth? How do you do that? Sure, no, that's a good question. Um, and one of the ways that you know I would say to do it is to give an example of when I'm coaching people or um, you know holding space for somebody that way. When I work with somebody and I'm taking on um, working with whatever their issues are and trying to help them through it and facilitate them through it, I'm working with it as if it's clay in the middle of the room. It's not touching mm. me. It's not a part of me. I'm, I'm using that time that I'm, you know, taking that time. I have set aside that time and I designated that time to work with them. So it's, it's away from me. And when that time is done, it, you know, that clay in the middle of the room sort of is done and goes away and I go back to, I shift back to, you know, my life and, and what I do. Um, so, you know, that would work with, with any, anything else when you're, you know, helping a family member, when you're, you know, dealing with a problem, when you're, when you're doing work. Um, if you kind of can figure out, 
in your head um, how to get through that, um, then you can. I, I hear the music, so I'm. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say that's, that's our workout tip for the day. Hold on one second. We'll get right back to that, okay, Amanda? Hold on. Okay. Let's get this workout tip going. Let's get everybody healthy. All right, y'all. Outfit tip today comes from your girl, Soy. And it reminds you to eat when you're hungry and not when you're bored. Eating when you're hungry comes on naturally. You're satisfied by any food. Small amounts fulfill you, and there's no guilt of that. However, eating when you're bored are sudden intense cravings, which are likely to be sugar. There's overeating, fast eating, and then followed by guilt, physical discomfort after eating. The more to the story, people. Eat when you're hungry and not when you're bored. That's our fit tip for today. I like that one. You know, I have a tendency to, like, want to nibble when, when, when I'm bored. So, you're absolutely right about that. So, okay. Amanda, where we left off, you were, you were explaining how to set boundaries and you were explaining how to leave the off. Well, you were saying what to do to leave the office at the office. You know, if you're dealing with a family issue, you know, leave that there when you're done with it. So that I got the what part. Now, could you explain the how? How do, how do I do that? Because, like, if I have a stressful day at work, it's, it's I mean, like, I have to come home and talk to my, my fiancé about it. If I have a, a family issue, you know, it carries on in the work the next day. So how do I separate that? How do I you know, light switch and turn it off? Sure. Well, um, I'm going to say first that you don't actually have to come home and tell your fiancé. So I'm going to rewind everything for you. So the way that we the way that we fix this is we rewind it all. Um, and I'll tell you, this, this will help. Um, so that's, again, what our culture thinks is that that's the way you have to get rid of it or, you know, move it along or whatever, but, but you don't. So the way to fix it is to rewind it. So, again, if you take that personal practice, um, whether it be, you know, meditating in the morning, journaling in the morning, it doesn't even have to be in the morning, but if you are doing some kind of uh, knowing yourself practice, um, mm-hmm. What happens is you can get really in tune with yourself, and then you are able to then disengage um, from things because you're not putting your entire self into them. What happens is mm-hmm. we don't know ourselves as well. We tend to, you know, let our energy escape and bleed out into whatever else we're dealing with, and then um, we're not we're not keeping sort of that. Um, I don't want to call it a bubble, but the, <laughs> the bubble for ourselves mm-hmm. where we can keep something separate from us where we can engage in it enough to give it our energy for what it needs, but we're not giving it all of our energy, you know? Um, uh-huh. So in that case, you know, if you're, if you're having that daily practice of whatever it is of really getting to know yourself, you know what your energy is, you know what something else's energy is, and it's easier to disengage from it because you're not putting your entire self into it. Um, does that make sense? That makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. But, but yeah, I'm, but I'm but I'm I'm hearing that, and I'm thinking that okay, then that could be easy for a person who does not really is not passionate about whatever's going on. So let's say something's going on at work. A person generated an idea. There's a meeting about it. Your idea gets crushed. You're really attached to it. Maybe the method in which it got crushed was deceptive to you because you were told that it was going to pass or something. It was going to get, you know, it was going to be honored. And so you right. are really attached to that. So for something like that, it, it'll be harder to 
disassociate yourself emotionally, uh, detachingly, and, and leave the workplace. You may even leave the workplace slamming doors and get to the garage of your car, you're slamming your car door, and, and you're carrying this anger from the place in which it happened to the place in, 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 in which you're going. So how could you... Um, how could you uh, nudge a person or give them some advice and uh, in, in, in letting go and leaving it there? Sure. Um, and the advice there is that not actually going to be in that case about letting go and leaving it there. It's um, my little phrase about um, everything that happens is either blissful, joyful, wonderful, you're having a great time, or there's something that you could learn from it. So if you get to know yourself really well and something happens like that, what happens then is, you know, before you get home, especially if it's something really intense like that, um, which, you know, however well you know yourself, you're still going to have intense experiences. So what happens then is you've trained yourself, you know, because you know yourself so well, you've trained yourself to, to ask yourself questions and say, you know, maybe on the way home or maybe you pull over at the park for a little bit and you say, all right, what's going on? Um, why? Why did that happen? Why did it turn out that way? What was I expecting? Why am I upset? And you start asking yourself questions and you, and you listen to the answers that are coming out of you and you work with a bunch of it before you go home because then you don't carry that energy into your home because you don't want to carry that energy into your home. And it's not necessarily about what happened at work and those people are awful and that's terrible and I was a victim and you know they really messed me over or whatever. It's a matter of what do I need to get out of this situation? What Mm. happened here and and what can I you know apply from it into how I want to mm. you know live going forth and then by the time you've gotten home you've worked through a bunch of it and so then when you and definitely you still want to um Brandon share with your fiance but um what happens is is sometimes when you work with it on your own you've already dissipated the energy so much that you don't need to um or you can say it in a way where it doesn't have that really strong energy attached to it so you're not kind of <laughs> Um, you know, shifting that to the next person where you don't want to do that. You want to keep that, you know, that relationship in that energy and, and not necessarily constantly bring the other energy into it. So so sometimes you don't even need to, but sometimes when you do still need to talk, um, you've shifted that energy towards taking responsibility mm-hmm. for, okay, there's something about this that I need to figure out. I'm looking for somebody to talk to and, and some some love, but I'm not looking for that person to fix it for me because I've, I know that's, I've got to work it out myself for the most part. Right, right. I, I can definitely, I can definitely relate to that. So it sounds like Ready, you just you never know, ever not, have an argument. I'm not dissing on you here, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm thinking. I mean, you know, I'm thinking about those people who, you know, how they tell the story like ten times about. You just like, aren't you tired yet of telling the story? You've already exerted the energy the first few times. This is like, oh, it doesn't even matter anymore. Right, right. <laughs> well, when you tell a story a whole bunch of times like that, too, it's 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 further empowering that victim of this happened to me, that those people, that situation, that thing is awful, and I was a victim, whereas you want to live your life maybe in a more empowered state where you don't feel like a victim of everything and you feel like, okay, so this happened, you know, what do I need to see in this? What lesson is this teaching me? And what can I figure out that I want to do, you know, differently next time or see it differently next time or, or, you know, it's just a change in perspective rather than this happened to me. Cause then the thing is, is that something else will happen to you to try and teach you that same lesson later on. I'll just have, you know, different details. 
Right. Well, I definitely like the way that you put that. Um, so, I mean, for you, it just seems like you'll, you 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 have it all figured out. So you just never like how do you now how, when you encounter that bad situation for whatever life lesson that may be, do you just release it back like ah I choose not to accept this and just give it back or what like you know what's one no, of your like, favorite go to methods? Sure, like I said, um, I'll you know if I need to if I'm out somewhere and I need to you know just sit in my car for a little bit or whatever, but I'll go through what's going on? Why am I angry? Why am I upset? Why is this so intense? And I'll ask myself a bunch of questions um, to figure it out. So I don't release it immediately unless in those questions I ask myself, you know, what I get back is it's completely that person's stuff and it has nothing to do with you, you yeah. know? And in that yeah. case I'll release it because it's, 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 you know, it's not mine. Um, right. But um, otherwise it's, it's me sort of taking responsibility for, what is it I'm supposed to get out of this and what's going on with me um, so that I can kind of take ownership of it immediately rather than um, just kind of letting it happen to me and then, you know, showing up for the next thing that's going to happen, you know, without your, your consent. <laughs> um, right. and it, you know, it doesn't mean that I've got it all figured out and, you know, things like that never happen to upset me or make me mad or whatever. But for the most part, um, you know, when things happen, I, because of that daily practice all the time where I really know myself and then because every time something does happen and I get those high emotions, I'm always asking myself questions of, okay, what's going on? You know, why do I feel like this? Why did this happen? Um, and, it, and it just sort of, you know, makes life more of a, a your choice rather than just showing up for whatever's going to smack you in the face. Right. Definitely just got a caller in. Uh, Soy, why don't you bring our, our guest on? All right, uh, Donnell calling out of D.C. What's your comment? Welcome to the show. Good morning, everybody. I'm in the car on my car, um, Bluetooth, so I'm not sure if everyone can hear me fine. We got mm-hmm. you. Yeah, oh, thank you. Okay, cool. Well, I have a, another alternative that I use that I think it works great for me, and, you know, if you guys want to try it, you know, you feel free to try it. But, it, 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 you know, I come from a family full of fighters, and sometimes we'll keep fighting, fighting, fighting until it gets us so frustrated where we're going to keep tapping at it, tapping at it, tapping at it. And what I've learned is what I do so often now at every point when I get to that point, that stressful moment where I'm trying to figure out what's going on, why things are not happening the way it's supposed to happen, why, you know, the adversity is coming against me and, they alleviate me from actually going home to my wife stressful. What I do is I just pray on it, and I put it in God's hands. And that right there sometimes opens the doors, and once I put it in his hands, I leave it alone. I don't even think about it now one more time because once I put it in his hands, he'll fight it, and he'll, he'll, he'll make it work the way it's supposed to work. And before you know it, I can focus on something else totally different than what the stressful situation that I was left from. And before you know it, I'll get things that's moving around that I didn't even imagine that could even possibly happen. So when I get back to that situation, it didn't already fix itself. You know, so I'm, t- I'm telling you, it works for me all the time. Some of the strangest ways on battles that I thought I would never win. Uh, let me give you one good example. I, I had a house fire. My whole house burnt down. Now, you don't get no stressful than that. I have three young girls, all my daughters, and we lost everything. Yikes. And I'm like, God, why me? 
Why me, God? Like, what am I going to do now? What am I actually going to do now? And I was trying to figure this all out, and I'm trying to uh, uh, plan where I'm going to take my family. How am I going to pay a mortgage and rent out an apartment? I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. So I said, you know what, God? I'm going to put it in your hands. So doors started opening once I did it that way because now I started seeing things that I wasn't seeing at first because I was forcing myself to make it happen. So wow. All of a sudden, God wow. Said, you know what? Yeah, so there's an, this, this another way to hold space, and definitely praying is in the book as well. <laughs> but, yes, that right. is another. Yeah. Yeah, the praying is always a good a good way to hold space. And, and praying is not always asking either, folks. It's not always um, it's not always lip service. Praying is also being in a place where you can hear, where you can hear God God speak to you. So that's always another um, way, to, way, way to hold space, and, and uh, it does work. So this really wraps up our, our show today. What what an amazing um, journey we've had over the past 30 minutes talking about um, the ways to hold space in your head, to pull in positive space, to let go of negative space. And as Donald said, our last caller was to, to be in prayer in that space is, is important as well. So we want to thank everyone for tuning in with us um, today for this amazing show. We thank Amanda Hope for sharing her vision and her book, Holding, Who's Holding Space in Your Life. Amanda, real quick, let us know where people can get uh, copies of the book and get your um, more information about you. Sure. Um, I did want to add, too, that if someone's looking for the book online and trying to you know, search for it, you're going to want to type in Amanda Dobra Hope. So it's D-O-B-R-A and then hope, um, and then type in the holding space. But I'm, the book is on Amazon. Um, my website is itsasyoulikeit.com, kind of like the Shakespeare play, but with an it's in front of it. Oh. Um, and that will give you um, all the other links to everywhere else. Um, I have a blog on amandadobrahope.wordpress.com. And like I said, those sites will give you uh, links to other sites as well. All right. So you know you know what that means. You can find her. That's what that means. You can find her. <laughs> you can find me. Well, you can find her. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for tuning in uh, with, with us on Coffee Talk with Soy. We appreciate you. Well, you, you may want to hang out. Uh, um, uh, this is a special show we're doing today where we have another segment that is going to kick off in a few seconds, which is our Brother to Brother segment. Now, don't forget to visit our website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com. Look for us on your social media channels so you can get more information about Coffee Talk with Soy, what we're doing. We want your feedback, so visit the website and leave that on the comment section. Or if you'd like to be a guest or advertise, share that information as well. We are about the people. We're about healing hearts, restoring vision, one listener at a time. Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. All right. So we're getting ready now for our Brother to Brother segment. And what this is is that there is a need for men to share their comments in the community. Yeah. And so what Coffee Talk with Soy is doing, uh, this has been our uh, third segment where we're allowing men to share their comments. Share how they feel, and and the ladies, the sisters, we sit back, we talk, we uh, we sit back, we listen, and we may share comments about it. But we're gonna let the brothers speak. So right now, I'm going to share the floor and open up a dialogue for the men in the studio with Brandon B. Our topic today is mates, and it's, it's addressing issues of men lacking leadership and managing their households. All right, B. How do you feel about this topic, checkmate? 
See, this 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 is one of those topics that's very uh, thought provoking, and uh, it's a sensitive topic because uh, as women are becoming more and more powerful in the workforce, and as women are dominating even more in the workforce, men have have uh, taken a, a side step or a step back, and that carries over into the home. So. I think that there's a couple of different elements to this. There's one, the financial element, which is if she makes more, you know, um, you know, she makes a hundred thousand, he makes eighty thousand or sixty thousand, then she kind of gets to dictate where the money goes, and she kind of inadvertently runs the household, you know, just by default. So there's that element. There's also the element of an individual not knowing how to lead and her having to do what women always do and step it up and then lead the household, you know, herself. So this forum is going to be a little bit, it's going to be all encompassing. So I'm going to have some of the brothers make some suggestions on what an individual needs to do to lead. And I'm, I'm also going to have them talk about, you know, some of the financial aspects of it. And then finally, we're going to talk about that individual that, she wants a man to lead and, oh, I just need to be led. I want somebody that can take control and then her not relinquishing that and her not letting him do that. And it gets to the point where it just turns into, okay, this is one big power struggle all the time. What do you do at that point? So this is going to be really exciting, and um, I think that we're going to have a great, a, a great discussion about this because this is one of those topics that really, really hits home for most people. If not with themselves, they've definitely seen it. Seems like we had a little technical difficulty on there. Okay, there we go. All right. Again, this is uh, one of those things that I wanted to just begin <clears throat> with this. So I'm going to read something from that I took a note on from one of our listeners before. I don't know that they were able to call in, but they left this on the uh, on the site. So it says, Yo B. <laughs> okay, who is this guy? I can tell he's from New York already. So, Okay. Ray Sean, Brooklyn, ah, Brooklyn guy. Yo, B, what do you do if you try every, every? What do you do if you try hard to make sure that she has everything and that I'm able to lead the household, but she won't let me do it? Okay, well that's kind of that kind of goes right into what I was what I talked about initially. So, Ray Sean from Brooklyn, the only thing that I would suggest there is to start with the conversation. You have to, so a good leader is always going to let you know that it's just a conversation away. So first thing you need to do is not argue about it, not fight about it, not, um, not even insist on it, but have a quick conversation and start matching up your relationship goals. So once you have that conversation and you say to her, whatever her name is, let's just call her Darlene. So you say to Darlene, hey, look, sweetie, this is where I'm trying to go with this. This is what I'm trying to do. I would like to have children. I would like to get married. I would like to do this all in a five- to seven-year period. I want to have a house or, and make it a home, so on and so forth. Do your goals line up with that? You know, have, has she had that conversation with you? And if, if that's not the case, then you have to find somewhere where your, you guys' goals match, and then once they match, then you can start moving forward because she'll trust your leadership, she'll trust your direction. I think that you guys are bumping heads because 
as a woman, she's probably had to step up in the past. Now, this is not, you know, this is not anything to do with you specifically, but in the past, she may have had to step up. And she may have had to step up in a way that she attempted to trust this guy or those guys, and it didn't work out in her favor. So you have to reinstall that hope in her. You have to reinstall that faith that she'll be able to trust you and that you got her back and that you got her front and her side and that you can take this. Because what she's going to do is she's going to bend over backwards to make sure that you're good. She's going to hold you down. She's going to make sure that nobody's coming from your flank. She's going to make sure that everything that you said that you were going to do is going to match up. And when it starts not matching up, she's going to call you on it. And that's where you guys are going to bump heads again. So for you, Sean, what I would definitely say is start it off with a conversation. Get your goals on the table. It doesn't have to be an argument. Just let her know where you're trying to take the relationship. And once you do that, then you'll be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, then you'll be able to make a move for the, the actual future that you want. So I hope that answered your question, Sean. And um, let's see, we got, oh, okay. We got my, my man Darnell. He's back. So let's bring my man Darnell on. Hey, Darnell, what you got for me, brother? Man, I got a good one for you, man. I want to see how you answer this one. Because I, I, I just recently <laughs> um, was, uh, was talking to one of my buddies, right? And, you know, he wanted to know what is that thin line. And I want to know, too, like, what is that thin line on information that you can find in with your wife, as far as history-wise? Uh, for for example, he uh, explained to his wife about his ex-wife. He's remarried. He explained, he, she was like, you know, I want to know everything. You know, I don't think we should keep any secrets. This and the third. So he gave her information on his ex-wife, you know, on why she still comes around, you know, and why she, you know, constantly try to stay in his life. And, you know, of course, women want to hear everything. They want to know the truth about everything. But I told him, you know, you just opening up an argument, you know. So mm-hmm. he went on and gave his wife the information based off his past with his ex-wife, and now they're going through problems in their marriage now. And so, of course, women want to hear and know everything, the truth about everything, because they don't want no surprises. They don't want, like, a fool and everything. But I'm like, all right, I do understand that. About me just getting married, you know, I'm the type of person where if it's behind me, it's behind me. I don't discuss anything. But, but then some women may say, well, that's wrong, because maybe a surprise may come in, and now you got your wife looking like a fool. But I look at it as you also can start argument and your relationship that you, that was not even needed. So that that's that, Donnell, that's that's a solid solid statement right there, and I totally understand that. And I, and I can argue both sides of that point actually, um, but from a leadership standpoint and from a head of the household standpoint, um, and I'm I'm excluding you from this, but an individual has to know his partner. He's got to know if she's able to handle that or not, and so. One of the things that I do, and I've done this early on in my relationship, even with my fiance, is she, she can ask me anything that she wants to know the answer to. Just make sure you want to know the answer. And that's my thing because I don't, I would, I think that any woman would rather you tell her the truth and it hurt immediately and she has a choice to deal with it or not deal with it than you not tell her the truth and it comes out to bite you guys in the butt later. And then she has to fix that and then deal with you. And it just opens up a whole slew of, of issues, including trust, including, you know, faith and all of that. So instead of doing that, my thing is, hey, look, are you sure you want the answer to this? Like, do you really want to know? Don't ask me a question that you don't want to know the answer to. Because when I tell you and you get a problem with it, that's not my problem. That's on you. You're going to have to deal with that. Because I, okay, I, I told you. Okay, now we're talking about – 
questions that she don't even know what to ask, you know. He just went out and just was telling her, like, pretty much, you know, she didn't even ask him a question about his ex-wife. He just felt that, you know what, let me go ahead and get it all out on the table, you know, um, let her know, like, all kinds of details. And it was just like, I'm like, well, how would you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, especially if it's like, but he was like, well, she's my wife. She she yeah. said it had I said, he, he thought that she may have knew something. But she was just like, just tell me everything. I'm like, huh? See, that's part like, two. That's yeah, that's that's part two. So the the second element to what I was talking about is what does that have to do with your current situation? You volunteering exactly. all of that, whatever it is, it doesn't even matter. It sounds like it was bad if it's causing all of these problems, but if you if 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 you bringing that up for just as I call it for free, there's absolutely no reason for you to throw a wrench in your relationship. Why would you do that? So for exactly. for your buddy. He's, I, I, you know, and I hate to say it about the guy, but he's dead wrong for that. That had absolutely right. nothing to do with the, with the current state of the relationship. She didn't ask a question. You're volunteering damaging information. And that's another thing that we will have to talk about. Women like to do stuff like that. I just want you to tell me everything. Tell me everything. Come, you know, like they're going for this whole confess your sins to me, and they really don't want to hear it. And it's just like, well, for me, do you my my question my next question is always do you know something that I don't or do you do you have a specific question that you need to ask me because I can't tell you everything that's going on and I'm I'm 34 years old I can't tell you everything that has happened in 34 years and for you to sit there and find out that I lost my shoes at school one time and then be mad because I didn't tell you about that that's just not going to work so once you have yeah. a specific question that you need to ask me ask it until then um <laughs> we're going we're going to bottom line that right there i'm not you know i don't i don't think that anybody you know a, a woman either should volunteer information that's not pertinent to the relationship if something happened that your your man or your woman needs to know about then that's completely different that's completely different exactly. if there's an element going on that can damage your relationship or your friendship that's completely different if you stepped outside and the side chick is now telling you that she's pregnant whew, well you know, you better go home and handle. <laughs> you better go home and handle that before she finds out from somewhere else. I mean, it just is what it is. Nobody told you to do that. You just got to go, there, and that's part of manning up. You got to man up and just handle that. So, right, um, exactly. Yeah, if you're not volunteering, if you're not volunteering information that 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 is not pertinent, then you know, don't volunteer it. But Donnell, right, right. I now have a question for you, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's let's go back to our buddy Ray Sean. What do you think that what do you think Ray Sean should do? So I gave a, I gave an example and said, oh excuse me, I gave some advice and said he should sit down and have a conversation about what the relationship goals are. So what do you think uh, Ray Sean should do, Darnell? What what would be the thing that you could tell your your brother? Hey, listen, you need to do this, and this is going to straighten your relationship out, or this is going to straighten the situation out. Okay, breach me a little bit because I vaguely was paying attention to when you was reading what he was saying. The, the main okay. part I got was he was from Brooklyn. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So he's from Brooklyn. And so, so I, not to stereotype or anything like that, but he's from Brooklyn right, and his right, name right. is Ray Sean. So I'm sure that there's, there's another part to that. Like, he could probably be a little rough around the edges. I, you know, I, I used to hang out in Brooklyn a little bit, uh, and I even lived down there. But um, so here's basically what he was saying. He was saying that, He's attempting to run his household. He's attempting to, you know, lead his family, and it's become a power struggle as a, opposed to a partnership. Mm-hmm. So she won't let him lead is what he's saying. And now um, Brooklyn guys, again, can be a little rough around the edges. So he, he may be in a situation where he's getting mad or frustrated 
because she won't allow him a way in or a way to complete, you know, what he's trying to do. So, and, and, and if she's if she's a New York chick, she's a little tough too. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to show her the money, you know. Not and I don't mean financially, but you're gonna have to show her that she can lead her. And it takes a special yeah. kind of dude to lead a, a woman from New York like that, you know. So that could be the situation as well. I don't have all the facts, but what do you do in a situation where your partner won't let you lead or challenges you? On the leadership at every chance you get, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, you know and what? this is aside from this is aside from just saying, you know what, I'm out of here. Never mind. I don't want to be in a partner relationship. This is right, coming right. from a standpoint of keeping the relationship going. Gotcha. So uh, actually, I just posted something on Instagram because sometimes you know I post like uh, subliminal thought messages for men. You know, uh, not not all the time, just for men, but it's just I see a lot of like directions that how men approach certain situations and one of those situations I was discussing was how to uh, how to lead your household and one thing that we don't do you know especially with women and I had this I had this power struggle for a while too and I've learned I'm, I'm telling you based off experience this is not even you know it's a serial of, of someone should like I right, try this and I've never tried it so mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. one thing that a man has to do is have a plan you don't That's have right. to be financially stable right at that point but if you have a well-thought-out plan from A to Z and your significant other can see it, after you show her that plan, your job now is not even talk about that plan no more, but start executing. Just to do it. That's right. That's right. Executing I'm going to have to plan. agree with that as well. Yeah, so once you start executing that plan, eventually she'll start falling back and say, okay, I'll, I see it. You know, mm-hmm. because now it's just like you got so many – you hear so many stories about – you know, the woman taking care of the guy, and she don't trust them. They're getting evicted. They're getting put out, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing is, it's more power than money. It's a plan, a well-thought-out right. plan from A to Z. You know, and, and, and I wanna, is, it's not for everybody else. This is for you. This is like people don't right. understand. Sometimes they write business proposals or whatever, and they and they write it for and then press a finance company. But it's not for them. Really, it's for you. It, I think people think it has to be perfect. See, when you have a plan together, only person who can really understand it is you. You know, God That's put right. it on your mind for the vision for you to see, and it's not meant for other people to see. And she might not even get it at that point. But the thing is, so let me let me you start. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, let me say this right there because you you, you landed on something and it was really really good. Uh, we got another question in from Mike from St. Louis, and I'm gonna let Marlo mm-hmm. I'm gonna let Marlo answer this one. But this is dead in line with what you were saying about finances. So. This is what Mike is saying. He says, how do you lead the family when you bring in less money? So, Marlo, I want you to take this one, Marlo, and tell me, like, give, give Mike some advice. So, like, that goes back to what we said earlier. So, if, you know, she's making 100000 and you're making 60000 yo, what do you do at this point? So, I definitely like um, Darnell saying you got to have a plan, but how, how, do you, how do you now convince this lady to a plan to spend her money? Give me what you got, Marlo. All right, Marlo, you on? Can you can you hear me, Marlo? All right, Darnell, this one's back on you. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> actually, at one point in my time, my my wife was making more money than me, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, and and, and the people don't understand this because you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you still can be broke because if That's you right. don't know how to manage your money, you know. And I, and I tell people this all the time: I make less than a lot of people, but I have a way better life. Because I understand the master and how to manage my money and also how to let my money work for me. So now, once my wife saw this and she was like, how come you always able to make things happen and that my money always going? 
It doesn't make mm. it doesn't make a difference of who makes the most money. It's about who can budget, who has a plan for that money, who know how to to, to have that money work for them and, and, and still be able to live a good life. How to reduce your bills? How to like uh, uh, budget yourself to a certain degree where you see what I do every Tuesday. I set up a mm. chart on my schedule from from where my time is going. And also a financial schedule. And it looks just like a bank statement. It's like a pre-bank statement. So I can dictate where my money is going and when it is going. And I, and I stick to that. And the thing is, sometimes I might fall off track, but then the next following week, I have to, like, put that negative in of what I spent for this, you know, incidentals for my kids. But the thing is, it's all about how do you manage your money. It doesn't make a difference on who makes the most because if you're making 100000 but you're spending ninety two of it and you only got mm-hmm. 8000 left of it for the year, Where's that money going? That's know? right. That's so, right. So that that's one of the biggest things where, where guys need to understand. Where in the long run, it's going to seem like you're making more money than her because you know how to finance and budget your money the right way and the correct way. So now, guess what? My wife did, baby. You handle all the finances. You know what, you baby? I'm working this mm-hmm. job all this time and I'm losing money. How about I need to quit this job and focus on working with you now? And that's my wife mm. right now. She quit her job. She was making good money. She quit her job. Now she works with me. And now I opened up doors for her to start her own business because she see it. That's what's up. See, now let mm-hmm. me just say something right now, and I just want to make it very clear to everybody listening. Ladies and gentlemen, that is leadership. That's leadership. That right there is what we're talking about. That is the epitome of everything going on in this conversation right now and, and the reason why this topic was brought up. That's leadership. So, you, you know, his wife, Darnell's wife, let me just, let me just uh, summarize again. Darnell's wife, was making more money than him, but he had a plan. Again, going back to what he said, he had a plan, and he also planned a budget. He says, okay, well, I'm going to spend my money like this, and you can go all willy-nilly with yours, as long as the bills are paid, I'm assuming, you know, we're doing our thing with the bills, but I'm going to spend my money like this. She started focusing on that and seeing how he was plan- how he- his plan was being executed, and she had to fall in line with that because it was just right. The common goal was being met. She didn't have any problems with it. As a matter of fact, she couldn't even do a better job than it. She had to submit and say, you know what, this is you. I got this. I'll do you one better. I'll leave my job and focus on what we're doing, and then she now started her own company. Leadership, gentlemen. That's leadership. So for Mike, for Rayshawn, that's how you do it. Now, I just need to know some other things. So a lot of people have in their mind, you know, men should do this, men should do that. As a man, you should do this. As a man, you need to be doing that. Okay, I understand that, and that sounds great. So here's my question, though. As a man or as a leader, as a head of the home, you know, money or not, are you involved? Okay? If you don't have a job, you lost a job, you got laid off, we all fall on hard times. Darnell literally lost everything in a fire. So as a man, are you that guy that's sitting on the couch playing PlayStation while your wife is at work? Or are you the guy that's putting in eight to ten hours a day looking for a job and applying everything that you can possibly apply to? What, what, what guy are you? So that's that. Really, really hard to leave from the couch. You see what I'm saying? Whether it, it doesn't matter what you're doing. There's always something to do. So there's that. Now, are you asking questions? Are you having a conversation with your woman? She wants to hear from you. You need to understand. So as tell me everything. Well, we, we had a quick conversation about that, but the pertinent things about the relationship. Are you asking those questions? Do you know what your wife wants? What are her goals? What, do, you know what, do you know what she needs from you as, as her man, not just a man, but as her man? What does she need from you to have her back, um, to, for her to have your back? 
my fiance, I, I know I, I like to, I like to think that I know exactly what she needs. And for it, I'm rewarded with her loyalty. She watches my back like uh like like I don't I don't know what is a vicious animal that like a tiger maybe, I don't know, like a wolf, I don't know. But she watches my back like intently, like a, a, around friends, um, at work, you know, everything. She's just she always weighs in, Hey babe, listen, be careful of this, watch this, watch that, you know, let's do this. And so when it comes to certain things, I let her take the lead. Oh, babe, we want, I want to go on vacation. Right now we're in Miami because she, she wants to go on vacation. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to take care of some more stuff at work. But you know what? I let her leave. Hey, babe, you know what? This is what you want to do? Okay, no problem. When it comes down to it, she wants to get the, 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 the half a million dollar house. You know what I told her? Not going to happen. We need to get some rental properties. We need to get some investment properties and get a couple of those first, and then we can get the dream house. Again, leadership. Why? I came up with a plan. This is the plan. We don't have a half a million dollars to throw into a house right now. It's just we don't have it. So let's get some more reasonable, a few hundred thousand dollar houses, get those going, boom. Those now can turn into rental properties. We can move on, and as those properties are accumulating money, we can then get our dream house, period. Okay, baby, that makes too much sense. I know. Thank you. You know, and that's that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So. Like, when, when you have a solid plan, you know, they're, they're not going to argue with you. Like, a woman, I'm just going to be honest with you. A woman, you know, unless she's just straight-up trouble, she's not going to argue with sound, rock-solid logic. You have to have that rock-solid logic. You have to come in strong. You have to come in and sit there and say, hey, babe, this is going to work. You got you to gotta, you gotta sell it. You got you to gotta let her know, yo, babe, look, this is the best option right now, and this is the reason why. Prove it. Show some research. Do what you got to do. But as a family... She's going to let you lead if you're leadership material. So, you know, yeah. us as men, you know, a lot has been taken away from us over, over generations, and now is the time to start getting it back, and it starts at the home. So if you're yeah. putting God in front of your life, if you're putting your family first, then you need to do what you need to do, and she needs to see that. Once she sees that you're taking care of business, you're good to go. She's not going to sit there and play that game with you because she knows that you're taking care of business and you're not a pushover, and that's the most important thing. What, what, what do you feel about that, Darnell? Well, um, I think that uh, with any woman, you have to earn that. You know, I don't think any mm-hmm. woman should go into any relationship saying, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna let you leave." You uh, know, so you have to earn that. So, so the thing is, a whole lot of guys who who who, who uh, have a problem with like that's a good thing that you have a woman who, and, and that's her really pushing you to be better than who. You you already are at that point in moment right now because if you have a woman to say you know what I'm gonna let you leave go ahead and you and she hasn't really put that pressure on you to leave then what you're gonna do you're gonna be right back on that couch That's you right. know or you're gonna be on your social media uh, 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 you know to say oh yeah babe I'm gonna get to it I'm gonna get to it because right right at that point in moment you don't have any pressure you don't have anything to prove not to mm-hmm. her but to yourself so right. this is one of the things that. Uh, I try to teach younger guys, um, especially on those guys who do sit on the couch. And I think one of the biggest problems is guys who sit on social media. Now, I have a solution for it. One of my partners, he always say, well, give me something to do organically, right? Meaning, give mm-hmm. me something I'm already doing where it doesn't feel like work. So if you're that guy who loves to be on social media all the time, why don't you start marketing and branding your own company? And you don't have to That's know right. what it is. Just come up with a logo. Come up with a brand. Let that go viral, and then put some type of service under that. You know, so that's now right. it doesn't feel like work. You know, if that's what you do. You know, we live in an era now where, it's, you know, it's, it's endless ways on how to make money. 
You know, that's right. social media, even with it's like people now setting up podcasts because they like to talk and have conversations all the time. You know, but now they, they add monetization to their podcast. Now I'm doing things organically and I'm getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. I have a little cousin right now, right? She has her own YouTube channel and all she likes to do is spend time with her, her boyfriend. They got now, they just video they just videotape themselves all the time and put it on YouTube and she's making like ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month just having fun with her boyfriend. So you do things And that sounds like a reality show to me. Career. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can do things organically. Whatever you like to do, say, you know what? This is what I like to do. This is watching TV or watching basketball. Study. How do these analysts, how do they make money? You know, how about I mm-hmm. start my own YouTube and just talking and looking at it or whatever? You know, it's endless ways now that you can make money. And I look at it now, working for somebody else is like working in a new modern slavery because you have endless ways to make money. That's right. You know? So let me, let, me, so let, me, let me also, yeah, let me also just say this because we're kind of we're winding down right now, but um, real quick, in, in, in a couple of seconds, what is your advice for women who have a man that they love but don't know how to lead? Let me ask you that, and I, and I, I want you to end off with that. But we're definitely, you and I, we need to have another. I, I think in one of the brother-to-brother segments, I, I, I want to ask Soy if um, I, you, typically she, she has all of these topics that the, that the women wrote in about, and she picks one at random so that we'll just have mm-hmm. that conversation. But um, I, I think maybe for the last one, I want to have one on finances and, you know, starting a business and, you know, not necessarily having to work for somebody else to get your food, you know, to, to, to earn, to eat. So I think, and I exactly. definitely want to have you back on the show for that. But um, let me just ask you this. What's your advice for women who have a man that they love, but they don't know how to lead or, you know, they've, they've been demasculatized or whatever the word is. What, what do you feel? What, what is, what do we need to tell them that will help the situation out? Because, you know, as the queen, as the backbone, Sometimes she needs to put a battery in his back. So what do we need to tell her? Exactly. So now that's a great point, but you said putting that battery in her back, in his back. Well, at one point in time, she saw a fire in his eye that drew her to him. Now, a connection is strong. You have your positive and your negative. And once that connection is met, you have to rekindle that fire. You have to use that mm-hmm. fire saying, well, baby, I believe in you. You know, and a lot of guys don't get that. And sometimes when you just put that information into your husband or your boyfriend or if you guys have been dating for a while and there's something about him that brought you to him, sometimes you got to let him know, I believe in you. It's up to you to make it happen. Now, I will believe right. you if you don't love yourself because that means <laughs> you don't love yourself to make it happen. You know, right, but sometimes right. you have to put, we have to reinforce that energy once you guys had and everything will be, everything will be wonderful. That's what's up. Darnell, I really, really appreciate having you on the show, man. It's always a pleasure to hear from you and you always come in with such strong advice. I'm going to go ahead and get Soy back on because we're about to wrap up. She's got some announcements, especially the Just Tell Soy uh, segment that she's working on right now. So, Soy, why don't you come on back and, and, and let us get out of here. All right. What a powerful segment, brother to brother. I love to hear men speak. You guys spoke so intelligently, so eloquently, uh, so passionately, and, and, and I really appreciate the transparency that, that you shared on the air so that um, other people can, can hear um, some of your experiences, some of the questions that were, were came out were awesome. Thank you all for supporting Coffee Talk with Soy, Man to Man segment, Brother to Brother, because that's what it's all about, men, empowerment, and speaking out. So thank you. Thank you for leading that. That was wonderful. Thank you, Donnell, for your insight. Good, good, good stuff, good stuff. We, we want to um, remind you all to visit the website, Coffee Talk with Soy, and don't forget to download the app. Stay connected. Stay connected and never miss another show. As a matter of fact, if you came in on the tail end,